like, God, if you don't start the 7 o'clock hour with a little rush, what are you even doing? You might as well just give up on life. You might as well give up on life. Subdivisions rush right here on Jason and Friends in the morning on 108.9 The Hawk. Yeah. What Uh, was that? That sounded like a sound. I, I mean, uh, look, I'm, I'm, this is Jeffy Agamemnon Garlock, of course. We are, we are friends. We oh. are wonderful friends. Jason and, and friend. And I understand it's wonderful that we finally got Wisp's name off. If Wisp isn't going to be showing up, he's going to be out barbecuing with Sammy and Cabo. But why is it not Jason and the Angry Man in the morning? I, I tried. Mean, I really did try. I talked to Boss Ron and he said that there's just... There's this movement in the world right now, in the world of radio and classic rock radio, modern rock radio, uh-huh. uh, oldies, hits. Um, solid you know, you gold. Have solid gold. You got to have an and friends in there. And then he said, well, I like you, Jason. I, oh, well, okay. Well, and I, then, I guess I take umbrage with two things that Boss uh-huh. Rod's saying there. Yeah. Uh, one, I wish he would like me, but two... Is this really a movement, or is this just a created trope off of one example? That's I honestly don't know. I don't. I mean, I've never heard it before, personally. There's Frankie but. and Friends uh, doing afternoons on Hits 103 right now. Oh, F and the F, yeah, I know F that. F and the F, yeah. yeah I guess so. Uh, that's okay, the must two. be the movement. So I mean, so. that's a pattern. Then is that J a pattern? Two, one, and two. That makes is a, a pattern. pattern. I think that is a pattern. I don't know. I'm I'm, I'm not loving it. I it's, mean, I am loving that we heard subdivisions. I'm oh not going to lie. <laughs> Please. I, I Did mean, you I, know? I love a Rush song. Where oh, they God, just, in the middle, just go, subdivisions. Just let you know. Just Sub- let you know what the title of the song is. Well, they're just trying to connect with those kids that grew up in subdivisions. Oh, Namely, is that what in it's the about? provinces of Canada. Yes, that's that's what they wrote the song for. All I these always kids thought it was about complex mathematics because no, there were no, prog bands. Huh. Interesting. No, it's about growing up I in I thought a it was just Neil Peart writing about the time signature he was writing the song in. And he had to do subdivisions in to figure out. In the shopping out. mall. You know, that should have been a clue. Maybe that's why I'm the friend and you're the Jason That is this. It's, it's the subdivision. There's nothing about mathematics in a shopping mall. Well, I do. I did bring my niece to get her ears pierced at subdivisions oh, in the shopping does, mall. Subdivisions once. in the shopping mall does the best ear piercings for uh, teenagers and up. Yeah. And it's, it's got to be, copy. There it's gotta be three it. on one side, two on the other, on the other. or some sort of mess up yep. there. Yep, yep, that's how it goes. Jason and Friends in the Morning on 108.9 The Hawk. I am Jason Gore, of course, with my friend Jeff the Angry Man Garlock. And my friends, look around us. Oh my we God. are still broadcasting from the Rock and Roll RV. Maybe this is actually why that I'm upset. Maybe we'll be getting under your, under your skin there, Jeff. Why are we still broadcasting from my home, my abode, yeah. my stolen yeah. RV from Tim Rice? What? It, 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 this is my sanctuary. I know that. I know that. You stole it. Fair and Square. Fair and from Square. From Disney lyricist Tim Rice. Also the... Uh, Judge the- Brukow tried to... They, Tim Rice tried to take me down and Judge Brukow said, nope. Judge That's Brukow a fair and square like, rule. I loved it when Judge Brukow stood up and was just like, nope, and did <laughs> I mean, like a no you didn't hand movement. He's a lot like the judge in Ghostbusters 2. He's very yes. aggro. Yeah. Someone he's get also, me out of here. The Corelli brothers. Yeah. But then he's also pretty sassy when he starts doing that snap left and right. Oh, when he's doing the sassy snap left no. and right while the Corelli brothers are up above him. God, scariest you, you moment You know that cinema. that verdict scariest is going moment. down. You know that yes, verdict is do. going down. I did just get an email about, um, well, first off, let, let's talk about the situation here. Right. We are in the rock and roll RV. Beep, beep, where, beep, update. 
we have moved the studio into Jeff's back bedroom. So the bed is out. When you say back bedroom, you mean my bedroom. That is it. Yes, I don't, the, it's the not bedroom. Like there were, the let's only not, bed. Let's not make multiples. anyone think I got two Yeah, there's not. Yeah, it's going one here. bedroom in the Rocket And Roll I would RP. hardly call it a bedroom, if yeah, you know what well, I mean. Well, now it's certainly not because you couldn't sleep I wouldn't in here. call it a bedroom. <laughs> Cake stands. I... Is that, that a one sex didn't even joke? Really I don't know what that means. Keg stand? I don't know what that one means. Go ahead. <laughs> look it up. Keg stands. What am I going to look it up in? <laughs> you you stay sometimes. Is he, this, this is, is the problem. The, he's the friends here? This is what's he going on? He is a friend? Yeah, I'm sorry Yeesh. about that. I wish we could do like... I'm on par with keg stand yeah. is what you, you are, are saying. You are on par with keg stand. Jeff I'm realizing this. like a keg stand are zoop. Right along. Don't Zoop, like it. Right along. I'm about to go on to Jeff the Angerman rant about keg stand if you don't stop well, me here. You're going to be going on more rants soon, I, I'm pretty sure, because, uh, yeah, we're back here in your bedroom. It's all a studio. Tharp did a pretty good job making it look a lot like our old 108.9 The Hawk studio. Pretty good. Uh, you're sleeping out in we what's now known. We do have that Kip Winger poster up. Just yeah, like there in, we go. Let me just throw like a dart. in the Metallica Nothing Else Matters Yeah, I got to throw a dart over on that, right? Yeah. Uh, boop. Oh, yeah. Got it. <laughs> Eat it, Kip. Eat it, um, Kip. Yeah, so Hawk fans have discovered this location. They've been loitering around all time, all day long, all oh, night long, like it's a long. station remote. Stan, that son of a bitch Stan, God, has been out there Stan. for the past 36 hours. I can, I, hear, seen... I can hear him breathing. Yeah, he's... A... I mean, he has got to—he has got to do something about that nostril of his. That's the nostril. That isn't even coming from his mouth. No, that is one nostril. That's one just going, ch- you don't want to hear what it sounds like coming from the mouth of Stan. I'll tell you that, that right son now, of a bitch. But his son wife Denise—have you seen Denise pull up and just yell at him to come back home? I love. Have you, I love her. I love Denise. She is, I love Denise. Bring as, Stan home. That piece of shit. I love Denise uh, as much as I hate that piece of shit stand so much. Oh and, I, and, and I'm and i hating him even more. Yeah, he's hanging around. I keep driving around. We do our broadcast. And that's the problem. We're done with our broadcast. We're done with Jason right. Gordon Friends. The show right. just keeps Jeff, going. Jeff Till all the Jeff Till comes rolling in, in. Sadly walks in to just, do it alone because God knows where Melinda is. I know where Melinda is. She's a K-slob doing nights. If, and if she ain't there, she's in the Matrix. Like, I mean, come on. <laughs> come on. Our own Neo. Uh, she is yep. out there. She is in the binary. And, you know, and, and he, this guy, he keeps crying all over my duvet. Oh, Jesus. And I'm like, I can't afford to wash the goddamn duvet He blew duvet his nose again. on it. Did you see it? Did you see that? I heard it. I saw it. I smelt it because I lived it because I was here eating Kraft mac and cheese up well, in the yeah. living area. Well, the green room. It's not the, the living area. It's the green room. I, I can't I can't abide to calling it by studio terms when I'm just not on air. I'm sorry. No. No. I've well, been hanging I, out in the memorial butt of meatloaf in the the one part of our studio that exists one part the and memorial out- ass of meatloaf that we built on the back of our building just like you see this ass it's like you're driving into vegas and you see luxor oh and the boy. lights coming out you're driving in downtown verde val verde's luxor is oh, the meatloaf butt the but meatloaf and what butt. kills me too i go over there to drown my tears from here in jeff tilt's tears Boss, uh, boss man Ron, he ain't even giving me 50% off on all the ice creams in the 31 flavors what? that's located there. You used to there. get that when we were there. 
mint chocolate chip, that's the only one I get 50% off well, on. And I shit. think I deserve it for letting everyone live well, in my abode here. It. We got a lot going on today, but you know, it's a regular show. It's a regular Jason and Friends in the Morning on 108.9 The Hawk. And uh, let's go ahead and bring in our 7 o'clock hour guest. Oh. Scotty, are they ready? Okay, good. Scotty, our uh, producer right behind the glass here, a piece of... Uh, so basically, he's in the bathroom, uh, but Tharp blew out a wall right here. Not uh, happy about and, that. And uh, yeah, there's there's, a sh- there's some sheet glass there, and now we can see it's just like we're back in the studio. You know, it's when you said like Tharp did a studio. pretty good job, I said, he put yeah. that sheet glass up, but he didn't attach it to anything. Scotty's oh, just no, sitting it's there. Just, it's just waving. Holding a glass. It's waving around. I can yeah. hear it every now and then. Yeah. It's killing me here. <laughs> Sounds like a part in a rush song, I gotta say. Hey, whoa, Subdivisions 2, am I right? Getty's like, let me play that synth some more, and everyone else in the band's like, come on. Oh, please don't. Can you just play the goddamn yeah, just I want to hear my guitar. Alex Lifes, yeah, Alex Lifeson always. That's all he's thinking when he's playing Rush songs. He's like, guitar. I just want to hear my goddamn guitar. Hey, and Neil Peart's like, I just want to hear my Roto Toms and my Ayn Rand audiobook. Yeah, that is one thing about Rush albums you do not know, that if you turn it up really high, you you're going to hear an Ayn Rand uh, audiobook in the background. It's either The Fountainhead or Atlas Shrugged, and nobody's happy about it. Ain't nobody happy about that, ain't but I'll tell you one thing. Ain't nobody happy about ain't it. Ain't nobody happy. It's like we're the judge. The Scalari <laughs> Brothers! The Brothers! I'll tell you one thing we are happy about here on Jason and Friends in the Morning on 108.9 The Hawk. Of course, everyone is excited. Val Verde is so rich. In theater, Jeff. We may not be rich in money, but we are rich in theater. We are not rich in money. Oh, God, no. The way you should be rich in this day and age. Right, right. That's on the town sign now. That's the new motto. We keep putting mottos up, and I'm like, stop wasting money putting new mottos up every time we come up with one. the, The town sign is just a dry erase board now. And if you have an idea for a new motto, you can just... And the problem is, uh, Mayor David Lee Roth, he keeps having people chisel it into the whiteboard. And I'm yeah, like, do you yeah, not understand you don't know how, it, how works. it works? Jesus, Sammy Hagar would understand. Tiny Sammy Hagar works. would write a book about it and make some money off it somehow of understanding that. But uh, last night, I went and saw the Merely Players, oh. our community theater group here in uh, Valverde. Merely Players, not the sports kind is their full name. Gotta always say that full name. You got to say the full name. If you're going there expecting a sports game, you, you're going to be you're going to oh, be sadly geez. mistaken. You're going to be sadly mistaken. Sadly mistaken. Sadly, and there were a, there was at least forty people there last night. Like, like huh? Oh, all, they shit. all looked like Pat and Oswald and Big Fan, and you the, were just like, literally just like, like, like clones. Patton over here, love you, Patton. Tell me more about movies and nerd shit, Patton. And nothing. then they they just spit on you. Man, they just spit on me. But they didn't spit on uh, old King Lear himself, Shelly Grip. Welcome to Jason and Friends in the Morning. Hello. How are you two? This is a, what, a, what a joy to be, be on this program. I'm so excited to be here. Oh, it's so good to have you. I saw you last night, and uh, <laughs> man, I got to tell you, it was like I was at the Globe Theater. Wow. It was like I was at the Globe I mean, I, I can't thank you enough. That is, that, that is what we strive for at Merely Players, not the sports kind. You know, we, we want to make sure that that everybody feels like they're transported back to the great times of theater, 1596, oh. 1603. Those, the, those wonderful years where theater the was really years. at the forefront, you know? Yes. 
Yes. Because, by the way, we're also not talking about the, we're talking about the globe in England, where, where Shakespeare tread oh. the boards, right? We're not talking about the, <laughs> the, 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 the music uh, venue that was in the middle of Times Square at one point that was then owned oh, by Best no. Buy and no, probably Crypto.com no. and probably Lockheed yeah. Martin and DraftKings at yeah, some yeah, point. We're, we're, <laughs> no, we're talking about the Crypto.com arena of 1596, oh, the Globe oh, Theater. Oh, yes. <laughs> or, or possibly the Rose Theater back in 1596. The Globe is is the more modern-day London one. But, yeah, we're talking about the Rose or the Curtain, one of those wonderful. Those those ideally were considered the Crypto.com arenas or the Climate oh, yes. Change Pledge arenas yes. of their time. Hear ye, hear ye, Ethereum <laughs> yes. is up one coin. It shan't be as hot this summer if we do our part. Yes, yes, absolutely, yeah. Hear ye, if you want to have some money that is not the money you have in your wallet, please come and enjoy the theater of the globe. You know, that's that, that, that would be Yo, the wonderful Oh, God, time. Shakespeare but just looking at But not the NFT it. globe at all, because right. we all no, know no, that's no, the no, one no, no. thing that's bullshit. Everything yeah. else totally makes sense. Yeah, mm-hmm. Shakespeare's just mm-hmm. looking at his scroll, and he's like, my Dogecoin is up. No, <laughs> you know, back in back in the old uh, the old days, you know what NFT stood for is not for thy. That's so true. It's just a little oh. NFT joke about Shakespeare. Oh my god! <laughs> literally, the king of the sha- king of the NFT jokes is Shakespeare, yes. of course. Oh, one hundred percent. Oh, rest in power, William Shakespeare. Rest in power, shaky. rest in power, shaky. But man, he uh, it was like he was alive last night. It was like he was alive, just wandering around and just yelling at you and uh, making you do everything that he ever wanted from King Lear. And I felt like I got it. I mean, I really appreciate it. Yes, I, you know, as, as, a, as a theater artisan, I, I've, I've plied my trade in many cities and many countries around. What, the... what cities and countries have you plied your trade in Shelley Grip? Wonderful question. Wonderful. Well, Shelley Grip has seen the wonders of Eugene, Oregon. Oh, Ashland. Yes. Come on. Eugene. You know, go go ducks, quack quack. Not the sports kind, right? Uh, right. And then uh, not the shucky ducky uh, type. Not the shucky ducky. No, no, <laughs> shucky no. ducky, quack quack. <laughs> you know, prior to this, I, I I had a thriving theater scene in Clay Ellum, Washington. Come uh, oh, I, wow! Yes, that yes. some people say that you have to do Broadway to get to Clay Ellum. You Some people that. do say that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, when you think about Broadway is one word, Clay Ellum, that's two. And that so is, at the end of the day, that is bigger. It's you're more. Getting more. Uh, you're getting more. You're getting Theater more. Theater rules right there. Theater rules. The longer the name, the better the thing. You know, that's always what they say in the great theater. That's but, why Crypto.com is on so many yeah. theaters. So then you know it's a good quality. Exactly. Exactly. Oh, and then just to run through the countries real quick that I've been to. Bosnia, oh, Herzegovina, oh. Chad. India, mm. Nepal. Oh, all the Paris. theater hotspots. All the theater, like, theater yeah. hotspots. Like, if you want to do the, like, if you're doing a bucket list before you die and you're like, I got to go to every theater hotspot, you got to basically go to every little place you named right there. Oh, absolutely. I mean, when, when you're looking at it, what, what revolutionary theater is happening out of these places is, is where, there, where there is turmoil, there is good theater. And that's always why I like to look at revolutions because you know that the art scene is thriving and you know that it's yes. going to be really presenting some of the best art out there because that's where the revolutions really start is in the art and then it mm-hmm. becomes political and that's where we step back because yeah. we don't want to offend the theater goers right. but the art is really the ones that are really making the real the real that's changes. why that's why Paul Newman and Joanne Woodward started that theater in the middle of Connecticut because little pe- little people know that there was a revolution happening in Connecticut much like in Bosnia it's a very quiet one 
It's called The oh, Quiet yes. Revolution, but that really brought us some good art from there. At least one production of Oklahoma. Oh, oh. Oklahoma, where you go and think. Oklahoma, we're just Wait, doing like a, things. Do, do, do we oh, have Oklahoma, a cast member of Oklahoma here? Me. Oh, that's oh, a, that's Oklahoma, a, look at me just sing. That's Oklahoma. a dead-on Broadway singing thank tone you, right there. Thank you, thank you. I, I auditioned. They did not let me in. Uh, well, you know, you're not missing. No, that's on them. But also, Jason, you're not missing out because the musical theater is a lower art form and it's not meant True. for anyone uh, with talent. Especially, so we got to remember yeah. that. Especially compared to what we do in here in the yes. rock and roll RV. You know what I mean? Yes. This is our music. Yes. Musical theater, music. classic rock broadcast out of a RV stolen from Tim Rice. And then yeah. theater is yes. the three art forms. This is art. And also... This is art. 108.9 The Hawk Traffic with Art Spart. Well, usually if there's traffic, I can easily say, well, you can't blame old Art Spart for that one. Don't shoot the messenger. Uh, but for today, well, <laughs> locked and loaded because this one is on me. Kind of. That's right, people of Alverde. Hog Street is completely shut down because it is the annual Spart family reunion. The Spartathon! And we're taking over all of downtown Valverde, which would be fine if it were a normal family, <laughs> except that we are not. We are the Sparts! Little known fact, the Steven Seagal movie Above the Law was based on the Sparts. But unlike that movie where half of Seagal's character Nico's family is cops and half of the family's in the mob, making for quite the family get-togethers, and the Sparks, half of us are traffic reporters, and half of us are cryptozoologists. And nobody gets along. The only one that connect the two sides is me. Good ol' art. A bit like the character Blade in my family. And again, the movie Blade is based on the Spart family. Now, fortunately for Valverde, none of us are half vampire daywalkers. Just half of us kill half vampire daywalkers. But unfortunately for Valverde, every member is like Steven Seagal. And we are the masters of a Kaido. Lanky Frankenstein monster like masters of a Kaido. Just like Seagal. Which is great when you are fighting Frankenstein's monster, but not great when you are fighting with each other. <laughs> I tell you, families, am I right? We have all been there. So while we're enjoying reuniting the estranged family and trying to dodge each other's stiff-armed fist of furies, maybe enjoy staying home until the festivities are over. Broadcasting live from Hog Street, this has been Art Spart with traffic at the Burt's Funeral Flowers traffic desk on 108.9 The Hog. With Burt's Funeral Flowers, with Burt's Funeral Flowers. Oh my God, we will be back with more of Shelly Grip. We're going to learn more about how he got into the role of King Lear, but I got to tell you one thing about this RV. Ho-ho! You know what I mean, Jeff. Can't you smell that smell? I think it's cake stand. Have you ever looked in the mirror and thought, I want to look like a rock star? Well, maybe it's time for you to visit the hairstylist to the stars. Ow! Hi, my name's David Blowy, Valverde's hairstylist to the stars. Actually, my name is Norm, and I've been cutting hair in Valverde for over 50 years. Let me tell you a story. In 1973, I'm giving normal haircuts, and who should walk in but David Bowie? He said, well, I need something new. So I gave him the same haircut every local barber gives, high and tight. His manager hated it, ended up adding some length and dyeing it red, and that became the cover to Aladdin Sane. And then that became my signature haircut. 
my wife said, high and tight for normal people is over. You're a hairstylist to the stars. So I changed my name to David Blowy, and I haven't looked back, Valverde. David Blowy. Get your haircut by me. David Blowy. There was one time I did David Bowie's hair. David Blowy. That was my claim to fame. David Blowy. So the rest of my life I'm gonna claim to be David Bowie's stylist. Hairstyles may change, but I don't change mine. David Blowy, hairstylist to the stars. Come to me if you want to look just like David Bowie on that one record, kind of. All Rock, Total Hawk Summer. 108.9 The Hawk. If you want sauce, you want Sauce King. 828 Hog Street, Valverde. All sauces, marinara, chimichurri, tahini, lemon dill. Carbonara, Romesco, cilantro, oh, that, that's too much cream. Pomodoro, honey garlic, lemon butter, white wine, that, that's still too much cream. Ease it back a little, would you, buddy? Basil pesto, horseradish, aioli, avocado, lemon caper, ponzu, yum yum. Jesus Christ, it's like I'm eating cream oatmeal over here. Who did this one? Arabiada, remoulade, cilantro lime, pizza, tartar, barbecue, white barbecue, lime crema. Wait, who's in charge of cream right now? I really need to speak with them. Well, it's a goddamn travesty, that's why. Is it Seth? Well, get Seth out here. Yeah, boss? Seth, the cream. Too much? Way too much. What did I tell you? Monitor the cream. Again. Monitor the cream. Again. Monitor the cream. Good man. Now get back to your cream hole. Sir, yes, sir. If it's sauce, we know it, we love it, we got it. Sauce King, 828 Hog Street, Valverde. Eddie Money shaking on 108.9 The Hawk. Jason and friends in the morning, 7.15. And my friends, we're having a great time here in the Rock and Roll RV. It's having a great time in the RV with my friends, Jeff the Angry Man Garlock and... Yeah, me, Kegstan. Yeah, uh, Art Spark broadcasting live uh, from the Spark family reunion down on Hog Street. That yeah. sounds like uh, quite a time. Uh, quite maybe a stay time. Oh, stay away from that location if you hey, get uh, your rock doll another day. Get uh, that rock doll I mean. another day. Um, I did get an email. Uh, I, I want to bring up this email here from Boss Ron. I don't know if you've got that into in your box there, Jeff. No, I've um, got a flip phone nowadays, so oh, okay, not getting good. emails. Well, let me look at this. It says playing snake. Uh, well, you probably got that email, but I don't know. Hey guys, it's Boss Ron. Just wanted to let you know the show sounds amazing. Great job, Jason. Jeff, doing good. We're not moving you into the Poseidon Radio building anytime soon because we are going to rebuild the Hawk building. So you guys just need to stay put and rock hard. God damn it! So, God damn so we're going to be here. God damn it! All right. All right. This, so we're going to be, we're gonna be in the, here in the Rock in and my Roll house. RV. For uh, for a little bit of time, it looks like construction. Uh, he showed he sent me a picture, and there's like all the construction trucks and stuff over by the old building. And uh, yeah, you know the contractor tells you five days, and it just keeps wait, on. Wait, going. wait, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on a second, hold on, hold on. Uh, 
you know, I just gotta say. This is my I just gotta say segment. <laughs> Contractor tells you five days. And you make your life plans around five days. Five weeks go by. Five months go by. You're hardly seeing frames. And we got no studio. And Cake stands over here stinking up my house. I gotta say, I'm done with it. That was right on the money. You really nailed that, by the way. When you're really feeling it, you really can. When you're feeling, when you're feeling it, you're feeling it. And uh, when you're feeling Shakespeare, you uh, know that you're watching Shelly Grip on stage at the Merely Players, Uh, not the Sports Guy. Take my pain away, please. I (laughs) I don't know if I can do that. But is there a Shakespearean line that could uh, potentially take uh, the angry man's pain away? You know, uh, there are plenty. I mean, the the power of Shakespeare is that he his words are better than other words. Uh, you know, it's not just that that his writing is better. He he is he when words are said by Shakespeare right. or in a Shakespearean context, the words are better, and that's just that's just, just the better. fact. That's just the just way it is. Fact. I would say probably uh, a few lines that the, that 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 you would probably help take some of that pain away. Um, I don't know. The first thing we do, let's kill all the lawyers. That's a very funny joke. I like that. Henry the Fourth. You know, no one needs the lawyers. Those lawyers are, are causing probably a lot of the construction delays. When you think they probably are, it. I, I, I will. Probably I, already I don't want to think about it. I would be yeah, the goddamn yeah. lawyers. But I would murder them if I could. I would slit their throats, and I think that would be a very good thing to do because the lawyers they they don't they don't do anything. Shelly, this seems a little personal between you and the lawyers, though. A little more than Jeff's situation. What's going on there, buddy? Oh, it's just... Well, so you you saw the play last night. I did. Tremendous. Tremendous. I I was the one that threw the uh, roses. Oh, first line. First line. He told me. He came. He said, as soon as you first started speaking, he's just chucking roses at you. You said, you were like... I am king, and boom, I just chucked boom. those roses. And you know, I could not, it's, I need to tell you, we, I so appreciated those roses. Good. And and I know I that, I know I that Kieran, you the young man who, who plays uh, Gloucester, tripped on that and died in the first uh, scene of that play. But, R- R- but R- at the Gloucester. end of the day, R.I.P. Gloucester. Rest but in power, I think Gloucester. Rest in power, Gloucester. Rest in power, Kieran. He was a very good actor and a good dear friend of mine. But, you uh-huh. know, the stage just takes it takes it takes a lot from us every day. And I'm, you, you know, know that getting on stage that this could be your last time on stage. Every time. The every stage time. could slit your most... throat like you'd like to slit the throat mm. of a lawyer. I get that. Completely. The, sta- the stage has no hostages. The stage will murder you if it wants to. Yes. That is what you learn when you do theater and it's well, just it's like, it's like billy shakespeare was in here for a second because everyone knows <laughs> that's one of his favorite lines too yes oh yeah no that was actually cut from cymbeline was the stage will kill you and then from coriolanus the famous the stage will murder you if you don't say what i want you to say uh, said so by clear. Coriolanus to the troops. Yeah, because most people don't realize that's the beauty of Shakespeare. He was a master of all words. The words none are better that come from him. But also was one of the first whiny artists. Yep. He was exactly. one of the first artists that just did not like how people took in his shit. He did not like it. No, and, and so I mean, just to, to go to the lawyers, it's not a it's a person. It's just a small personal vendetta that I have. Okay. I mean, so uh-huh. originally, the production that we had last night, the, the King Lear. Now, originally, we had done a revolutionary take on King Lear, and oh. it was it was set in 1996, uh, and good it was year. set. Wow, yes, a, gr- a wonderful year, a wonderful year, and could have know, been a good was, year for Lear. Am I right? <laughs> <laughs> Could have been a good Lear oh, for we you. Have fun. We have fun. 
Uh, but it, yeah, it was set in 1996, and it was largely the, the the concept of it was that King Lear at this point was the head of the record company that ran the band Oasis. And this is actually why I'm very happy that I can talk to you about this is, um, you know, because, you know, he he had an empire. He had a British empire and he had the new Beatles on his hand. And that's how we used to represent it. But then we got a cease and desist by the Gallagher brothers. Oh, boy. Really? really? Allowed. The yes, one thing yes. that they can bond on is cease and desist. I'll tell you they, that. About one. The that's one it. thing that's they can the bond on is they do not, no, they do not want their, their album to entirely play throughout the course of King Lear. I mean, I'll tell you, and it was doesn't it was, make any it sense to me. I have to say, because I mean, if you're watching Shakespeare, there's nothing I love more, and this is what you do best: is taking Shakespeare and putting it into a modern setting. I never want to see do. Shakespeare. I want to no. always see it be basically a post-apocalyptic, even if it's in the past. Oh yes. And mostly with the Oasis uh, album, What's the Story, Morning Glory, being played over the entire time. Like you said the first few lines of Wonderwall last night and stopped. And everyone was like, what? Yes. So at the very beginning, yes. And that's why that's why that that famous line, nothing comes from nothing, speak again. Right. You heard last night was nothing comes from nothing. don't look back in anger, I heard you say. And at that point, that was, was something, because if there's one person who's just as powerful as Shakespeare, it is the Gallagher brothers. Oh, I mean, please, those are the people that can, I mean, those are it British. It takes two British. to be one, but, yes, you know. exactly. It takes you know. two to make a thing go right. There we are. But That's about the Gallagher brothers. That's also about the Gallagher brothers. Yes. DJ Jazzy, uh, Jeff, and the, fr- <laughs> the Fresh Prince, that's not who it was. That wasn't them either. But they, they so wish they had written that they song. They wish they had written that song. <laughs> I saw an wish. interview where they were like, God, if there's one song we wish we had written, it was that one. Mm-hmm. I do have to ask, so when did you perform this at all for the Gallagher Brothers? Like, How did they catch wind of this? How did they shut it down so quickly? Mm, um, well... So I found them. Uh, I flew to London, England. You found the Gallagher brothers. Mm -hmm. Because we can't find them. them. That's one of the biggest problems with them. so hard. They hate each other, and they are good at hiding. Oh, they're so good at hiding. They are very good at hiding. They like hiding more than playing music. Yes. Oh, believe me, I know. It was tough to track them down. One was living as a mole in the sewers, and the other was living on the top of a tall tower in the middle of London. So it was kind of like opposites attract. You'll never find me. You'll never find me. (laughs) Yes. Uh, uh, Gallagher's. But they're tough. So anyway, I flew to London. Because, you know, in theater, you understand that in theater... It's a tough profession, and you must never oh. take no for an answer. So I yes. found them, I scoured them, I brought them together, and I honestly think they gave me a cease and desist because I forced them to come together. I'm not sure if it was the concept, but I presented to them a few of the monologues from the the show, and they, they uh-huh. were not into. And they weren't into it. No. Did you have any of those monologues that you could maybe give to? I mean, I think if if you're on the second greatest art form, classic rock, legalities don't apply. So I think like, if you wanted oh. to give us some here, I don't think I don't think their lawyers Scotty, could get to us. Scotty, can we do it? Can we do it? Okay. Scotty says we can do it. Blow winds and crack your cheeks. Let the storm runneth through the wonder walls of the champagne supernovas. And Cordelia. Thou hast betrayed me. When thou look back in anger, thou shall not roll with it. Okay, we had to pull it really quickly. We had to pull it. Uh, Line 13. Jeff, do you want to take this? I don't want to touch the button. (sighs) 
I'm I'm scared to take it, but uh, yeah, line thirteen. This is one hundred eight point nine. The Hawk. Who are we talking to here? It's Noel Gallagher. Oh boy, here we uh, go. Hello, Noel. Yeah, what were you doing? Wow. What were you doing with me, Sam? Oh, you tried to put that shaker spear shit in there again in me song. I mean, you have to answer him legally. The cease and desist might not apply here, but legally you do have to answer him. What were you doing, Shelly? Noel, what I was doing was I was... What were you fucking doing, Shelly? Noel, Noel, I would like you to remind you that your band name is Oasis, which is a peaceful place and not a place for this yelling and this anger. Oh, God. Oh, God. Is this line 14? Oh, God damn. Who is this? Hello, line 15. Who is this? Who is it? Hello, Hill. Oh, my God. Are you seeing it? It's me, brother, Liam. It's me, brother, Liam. It's your brother. Am I a mean brother? No. I better go hide. Oh, I want to go hide, but first I'm me, me fishy hungry. Because I think I hear is that shitty grip over there. Hello, Liam. How are you? I have no idea what they're even saying. No, well, this is classic... This is classic uh, English slang that they're using right now. and I can talk to them in their native tongue. Right, yeah, get it, bro, little What you got for me there? Well, oh, well, let listen to here, right, right? Now listen to Rod, you're going to listen out here in the tone and you're going to go to the hole and then all of a sudden you're going to have the King Lear. No, you know, get down in that bloody wet sprocket now, my friend. Oh, you know, the below me now, we're going to have the red sprocket all over the base. Uh, and then. Hey, up or say, Marty Python, young one. Listen up, Jammy Bread. You guys got to understand what we're doing here. Oh, bag is a badge, bag is a badge, bag is a badge. You have a deal. Click, and the deal goes double for me. Click. Wow, I don't I know what don't the deal know was. What happened there? Was I do that not understand. A deal Rich for your show? Well, uh, are they going to let you do the Oasis thing now? Are you going to no. have to slit lawyers' throats now? Well, I, 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 I'm loath to say this, but I do believe that in their native tongue, uh-huh. uh, you have a deal is actually the opposite of what it means. Uh, oh, in, in so it means the reverse. Like you have yes, a deal. Yes, it's, it's a classic. You don't a classic, have a deal. Yeah, it's a classic reversey. That's why Deal oh, or No fuck. Deal was so confusing when it was so airing God. in Britain. So confusing. Yeah. So confusing. Because it was they really like, no throw deal on or another deal. episode of EastEnders because we don't get it. <laughs> yes, good they would be like, this. do we have a deal? And they're like, we have a deal. And then it's like, okay, the show ends. It was very confusing for everyone involved. Yes. Uh, really quickly, Jeff, we do have a promo to read courtesy of Boss Ron. Do you want to take that? I we Okay. Uh, did not get this. Can you show me your phone so I can read it? Thank Here. you. All right, uh, on 108.9 The Hawk. Hey, let's join Big Truck and Greg Lemonsour this Tuesday night as the Marshall Tucker Band will play directly outside of the Hawk's rock and roll what? RV with proceeds going to the rebuild of the 108.9 The Hawk building. <sighs> Only one bathroom will be available for the concert. Jeff's, can't you see you missing this event? I think it means can't you, can't you see you missing this event? Like I can't see you. I can't I can't see? I get it. I would just I'm okay. flustered because can't this is my house. Yes, can't Marshall Tucker band is going to be screaming outside of my house where I live Tuesday night. Big truck, 
Greg Lemonsour, Jeff's bathroom. Be there. Please don't be there. Can we not have this And we'd happen? like to welcome into the studio right now uh, to talk about the show. What it's now? It's Joshy Tucker, uh, the bassist for Marshall Tucker Band. Excuse Joshy, me, baking powder. Here. What well, is hey, it? It's real good to be here. Uh, <sighs> uh, first off, uh, let me say to uh, Shelly Grip, hell of a performance last night. Oh, Loved it. Thank you. Loved every second. I was the one that uh, threw up two cans of uh, of, uh, of uh, Bud Light up on stage oh. for you, right when you I, started, when you said... Because uh, Josh is very progressive. That's the interesting part about Joshy Tucker. I'm He's the only like, progressive member of the Marshall Tucker band. My brother Marshall tells me all the time that, you know, you probably should go a little more right. And I'm like, well, uh, maybe you should... Uh, While just, he's uh, setting off Bud no. Light cans with uh, like Care bottle about America. Maybe you should care about America, Marshall. Wow. No, That's but, what I well, say to him all the time. And then we go right into, uh, you know, pretty little song, 40 foot long. That was originally <laughs> by the snake. <laughs> yeah, that's that is, and, and it is a beautiful song. Could you maybe? I know this is about to be the interview, but my interview is more of like asking you a question for my own self. Can you maybe not perform any nope. of those songs outside oh. of my home on Tuesday night? Uh, I would love to get our studio rebuilt, and I would also love to get some sleep. Tuesday nights are my stories. Tuesday night, huh? and uh, I like to settle in. Uh, well, you're going to some... take that up with my big brother Marshall. He's the one that does all the booking these days. I Can you give up. me Marshall's says, contact? He says, Joshy, you going to come do the show? And I'm like, well, I got to finish listening to the Young Turks and uh, Minority Report Radio with Sam Cedar. And, oh, wow, you uh, really get... are progressive. Oh, yes, you are very progressive. In a kind of centrist sort of way, but I definitely progressive. I on two episodes of that goddamn Pod Save America. Well, I have oh, to catch yes. up on my backlogged episodes of Roswell, which I've been trying to catch up on on my Tuesday nights once again. Kind of hard when I already have a radio broadcast in here. Yeah. Uh, could we maybe just not do the concerts? Is there a Shakespeare line, Shelly Grip, about our question. situation here right now that I could take to my brother and say, hey, this poor old just bastard living in an RV. Okay. This is this this stinky son of a bitch who that's can't even me, shower. That's not me. That's everyone else. Can I, is there something I could t- take to my bro- big brother, Marshall Tucker, and say well, maybe we Marshall Tucker Bank shouldn't play here on Tuesday? Well, I'll tell you one thing that you can absolutely tell your brother Marshall is, is you know, you believe what you want to believe. And, you know, the, I would say Polonius and Hamlet said, to oh. thine own self be true. So you walk up, you shrug straight up to your brother Marshall and say, to mine own self, I will be true and chug a Bud Light right in front of him. <laughs> Show him who is liberal. I'm yes. going to do it. I'm going to go up to him and I'm going to say, to my own self, I'll be true. And then I'll say, have you heard mm-hmm. Rachel Maddow's new podcast? It yes. It is right on the money. She's talking everything that everybody's feeling and thinking. Oh, absolutely. And I, I think, honestly, if you start with a line from Shakespeare to this to this brother of yours, yeah. and then you burst right into Rachel Maddow, there's oh. no way he will not agree with that. Well, um... Could I'll see you, what I can... Can what? I ask one question more before you go? I mean, fuck it. I mean, I'm here. I and actually, the question is for Shelly. Do you have a, oh. uh, a, a performance on Tuesday night? 
Do I have a performance on Tuesday night? Yes, well, I mean, right now this production of King Lear is Thursday, Friday, Saturday, but we can take over a park and put up a production on Tuesday if you want to. Could you maybe just do a Shakespeare in the Park and maybe replace the Oasis What's the Story Morning Glory with a live Marshall Tucker performance and maybe make that a co-benefit for the 108.9 The Huck? I mean, I just think it would be a great plan. We we could do it like this. We could do, uh, can't you see, can't you see? What King Lear, Lord, he been doing to me? I'll tell you right now, what we can absolutely do is add that to the scene where Glosser plucks his eyes out. And then we pluck his eyes out and he'd go, I can't see. I can't see. I'm not I'm not the artist here. Plucked out. Can't you see? Can't you see? And then we'll be like, heard it on King Lear. 40 foot long. I mean, this, this I could be. I gotta put the part about the snake in. I can't take the snake part out. There are snakes in Shakespeare plays, I'm sure. I'm sure we yes, can get that. Yes, there's a famous asp in Antony snake and Cleopatra. Spear. Oh, you could definitely do at least one scene from Antony and Cleopatra in the middle. Y'all, one of y'all, the didn't, hear my jo- y'all didn't hear my joke. No, let me well, do it again. Sorry, we were talking yes. about how there's a snake in Antony and well, Cleopatra, that's what I the said. best y'all play. Didn't hear, you, you didn't even... Marshall does this to me all the time, and I, I say a joke, nobody catches it. I said, I said, I said, I said, I said, snake spear. <laughs> I get that one even. <laughs> oh, hell yeah, Well, Man, I gotta go ooh. talk to Marshall. Y'all, I'll see y'all Tuesday. Oh, I mean, right. I, I no, don't want to say, really look, nice. I'm not the artist here, but I mean, you've been trying to create these revolutions with your place, this might be a cultural revolution. The bringing of South and North progressive and conservative together. When you say it's revolution, you wanted. mean the time that Oasis covered revolution. Oh, yes, course. absolutely. That's, okay, what, that's what I was talking I just about. Want to clear that. I just but, want to clear that but up. But I also want to say, one of the big things that we do at the Merely Players Not the Sports Kind uh, productions is we want to make sure that, that we offer Shakespeare to the modern audience to let them know that there's always a great um, there's a great connection and as, as you said um, that you know we want we want modern things to be happening in Shakespearean plays which is why we had our feminist take on Taming of the Shrew or why we made Othello not racist these are the things that we want or ooh, ooh, Merchant of Venice when we did Merchant of Venice and we were and we gave all the money to Israel right. this is the thing that we wanted to do is there's we want to prove that there's nothing ever problematic from Shakespeare, and we want to add a new modern twist. Um, with The Taming of the Shrew, it was very simple. It was about, you know, the, the, the classic story of a man beating down a woman until she succumbs to his whims. We made sure that he said, only if you want to, after every single line. But and didn't that also it, involve Oasis, though? I, I remember reading mm-hmm. that. Yes, yes, that it absolutely did. Which that um, kind of made it, was, it a little bit more problematic back could, in there, but you know, you, so it was a little rough. Could you? I mean, I hate putting you on the spot, Shelley. I really do. But could we hear a little bit of it? Could we hear a little bit? Of I it? could. Uh, I could. Okay. Yes, I could present a, a monologue. Hate from to the put you on the spot, truth. but we just gotta hear it. Oh no. She eat no meat today, nor none shall eat. As with the meat. Some undeserved fault I find where she sleeps And let her sleep not But only if she wants to Nailed it
I mean, <laughs> the beauty it. of this, I got to say, Shelly, oh. you have figured it out that if there are problematic things in old art, you just got to accept them and throw you like you're throwing it. But you, it's like you're throwing a bone. Mm-hmm. You got to have just one line that says, but maybe not that. But and maybe, then, not. maybe not that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, because the beauty you know, of that Othello did... not racist is you didn't change anything else. You, It is yes. still a white man in, in blackface. And, and it's just the title of it was just Othello not racist. So not you go racist. in thinking, OK, you know this it. one's not going to yeah. be racist. Cool. They, they acknowledge it right from the start. And that's the biggest thing about it. You know, and, you know, we wanted to make sure that it was not racist. So we said it in the 1960s. And that was the biggest thing when it was really like we knew that this was a very tumultuous time. So we wanted everyone to know that it wasn't racist. Um, the other one was, uh, you know, I added a famous line when I, when I played Shylock in a production of Merchant of Venice back oh. in 2011. Oh. oh, my God. I don't know if you remember it, but I, oh, I, I at one point said, hath not a Jew eyes. Yes, he does. I'm being sarcastic. I don't know if you remember when that you line. Said that, that, I do remember. You said it worked. The sarcasm. Everyone was like, at first, at first, everyone was like, "This son of a bitch." This mm-hmm. son of and a bitch. And then you, then you were like, "I'm being sarcastic," and every the the audience caught like everybody sat down. Yes, because I even said, "I want a pound of flesh, and I will settle for nothing less than a pound of flesh." But I'll also take that pound of flesh in good meat from the market. And I remember yeah. that was a big oh, part God, of that it. That was a huge I one. mean, Pacino could have taken notes for his version, I say. Meat from the market. Yeah. Oh, and the beauty be was when you played swing Hoo-ah. music over the whole thing, too. And the swing music really pulled it oh, all together. God. Oh, yes. Yeah. CCR yeah. over the Otello. Uh, yeah, not, yes. racist. Uh, not racist. Swing music over the the Merchant of Venice. Well, that Merchant of Venice was set in the 1920s in the stock market, and we made sure that that was the big thing. The merchant was actually a stock merchant. That was yes. the biggest thing about it. I it didn't was in get the that. 20s. I didn't because it, yes. it, really it makes it makes you think. It makes you think, and sometimes I it makes you thinking. think so much that you don't get it. But I love yeah. thinking too. I do. I love thinking, we, and I love learning about traffic. Let's head back down to Art Spart on Hog Street. What do we point nine the Hawk traffic with Art Spart? Well, from the Burt's Funeral Flowers desk, Art Spart, traffic reporter. Well, that's half of me doing this update, while the other half spars with Cousin Jedred. Also a monster hunter. Also a giant dick. Yeah, you heard me, Jedred. The whole family Spart thinks this. Look at Aunt Mildred. You can see it on her face. You know what? If I were the dick in the family spart, which I am not, you are, I would never show my face. Frankly, we're all shocked that you came. Oh, cousin Jeldred only sent the invitation to be nice. To be nice. Well, I would feel like a right bastard too. I get it. Now, give me your crucifix and chain whip. You don't need them here. As long as Uncle Daniel cooperates. <laughs> yeah, so Hog Street is still blocked. Alternate routes, Interstate 25 or 6 to 4 look somewhat clear. Uh, you can also try Stan Lynch Boulevard. Live from Hog Street and from the Burt's Funeral Flowers traffic desk, I'm Arts Part 108.9 The Hog Traffic. With Burt's Funeral Flowers. With Burt's Funeral Flowers. Oh my God, it's going to be like you are right there. In the Globe Theater right now, isn't it, Shelley? Oh, oh yes, just absolutely. hearing these sounds that the Gallagher brothers give us. It's mm. Rock and Roll Star on the Hawk. Hi, this is Jason Gore, and it's time for your 108.9 The Hawk concert calendar. Brought to you by Sauce King, just the right amount of cream. On the 15th, we can look forward to Tony Pringles in the cans. They're going to be over at Zazzle's with support from Muffin Todd, Grapes, 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 and Jeff Tate, formerly of Queensryche. 
On the 16th, make sure you're ready for the first of five area shows celebrating 40 years of Fister. The first one kicks off at Valmart Amphitheater with support from Motley Crue, Exodus, and blue-collar comedian Denny Snood. Tickets are sold out, but there will be a standby line courtesy of Tickets Tickets. And, of course, keep it right here on 108.9 The Hawk to see if you can score a pair of these Fister tickets for yourself. On the 19th at Shooter's Bar and Buffet, Larry Scabies is back, and he's bringing along Soft-Shelled Crab with him, one of the most rocking bands to come out of Val Verde East. And, of course, you don't want to miss Larry Scabies, as he is saying this could be his last tour. Again, that's happening the 19th at Shooter's Bar and Buffet. And that's your 108.9 The Hawk concert calendar, brought to you by Sauce King. The cream? Yeah! No, you got enough. This is an official message from the town of Valverde. Hello, people of Valverde. This is your newly appointed Secretary of Waste Management, Bucky Tuzzard. Look, I'm gonna get right down to it here. People, you gotta stop throwing your garbage in the street, okay? Now I know when I ran for Department of Waste Management, I ran on a very simple platform. Just a simple slogan, easy to remember, get rid of your garbage can. And when I came into office, my God, you people took to that one like hotcakes. Now, when I was talking about getting rid of your garbage can, I meant metaphorically. I was going to try to implement a new series of recycling, compost, yard waste, different bins that other cities have embraced like years ago, but for some reason, Valverde only held on to garbage cans. But instead, you filthy monsters went the other way. You just started throwing your garbage in the streets. And now, we have a rat problem. That's right. If it wasn't bad enough that it stunk to high hell because of all the rotting garbage, because you people immediately are throwing your garbage in the street like it's turn-of-the-century New York, well, just like New York, you bring garbage, you bring rats! And I'm talking big ones, like giant dog-sized food-of-the-god-style vermin. Look, if you don't want your kids dragged away by giant rats, which has been happening, throw your garbage in the garbage can! I mean, again, I'm talking literally, not metaphorically. There is a literal river of garbage water flowing down Bobby Blotza Lane, and it smells like stinky Venice. The only plus to that garbage water river is that it's covering up the stink of burning plastic, which leads me to my biggest issue. Stop burning the old garbage cans. You can still use them, and they are also made of highly toxic plastic. They were made to hold the garbage that you should be putting in the garbage cans, not for breathing in. My God, I went down to the giant garbage can bonfire, and I thought that Troma was down there, shooting a reboot of the Toxic Avenger. But actually, it was just a real Toxic Avenger. So listen, I love being the head of the Department of Maintenance, and I love the people of Valverde. So do me a solid, start putting your garbage back in the garbage cans, and if anyone knows the whereabouts of my son, I think he was dragged away by one of them rats. Thank you, and bless you. This has been an official message from the town of Valverde. The only rock station with the balls to broadcast out of a rock and roll RV. There can be only one. 1049 Rock. 
From the album Toulouse Street, it's the Doobies on 108.9 The Hawk. Jason and friends in the morning, 728. Good morning, Valverde. If you're just driving out and you're getting around, remember we just learned from Art Spart that Hog Street is pretty well packed this early in the morning jeff that's really hard to understand that they when the spart family does a family reunion early they start at 4 a.m my god 4 a.m early starts i mean early I, starts early sparts early starts early sparts and that's their motto and they put that it on all their, their shirts and uh they, they and you can go down to the salvation army and get those excess shirts oh god uh, they're there the, they're gonna be there this afternoon i'm sure I, i'm sure immediately after but you know what i gotta say that's a that's the downside of today but it, it's a an upside well a couple what's the upside what's the upside i mean upside time seems to be moving normal today time seems moving normal normal normal, normal. In the present. Favorite Pretty Steve nice. Miller song. Favorite That's a Steve Miller song. Favorite Steve Miller song. Just screaming at you. Before we wrap up and let Shelly Grip go play, because uh, you got you're doing an 8 a.m. King Lear this morning, correct? Yes, that, that is right. Yeah, we, we, yeah, we've got an 8 a.m. at the at Palisades Park. Oh. Uh, and we've got to do it at 8 a.m. because, you, you know, at 10 or at, at 12 p.m. is when the sprinklers come on. Yes. And we've do. had ah. a situation where the sprinklers yeah. just sprayed me right in the face <laughs> in the middle of to be or not to be. And we do not want that again. <laughs> we do, no, not, we want that. do not. Although I would love to see it on the blooper reel because you do <laughs> yeah. release these all on VHS at the end of the season. Oh. Uh, you can yes. buy a uh, VHS copy of this year's King Lear from Merely Players, not the sports kind. Uh, we're going to talk a little Shelly bit more grips, Shelly. bloops are the best, I oh, gotta say. I call them grips. Shelly's I don't even grips. call them. Yeah. I call them grippers. I call them slips because it's when grip slips. <laughs> grip Makes slips more sense said what either of us said. That is very true. No, grip. Well, you know, I've thought about it a long time. <laughs> that is true. What about what about what about grip slips and sometimes some nips? Oh well, I mean, if you're talking about our production of Love's Labor's Lost that's exactly from 2009, that's exactly Thank right. That's Girls exactly Gone Wild style. It was. Yes, we set that in 2003, and I had my the main character was as if he was. Uh, holding a camcorder the entire time, asking people to show us their breasts, just ruining their lives for the future. Just in but, the that, best but that's way really what you think about. Love's labor's lost. That's what you want. That's what oh, you want. What you, want. That's what you want is ruining people's lives in the future. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The thing about it is the stage was behind the stage and we just watched on the big screen and it's you yes. with a camcorder and you're saying, come on gals, show us those. And then mm-hmm. a lot of it was just like, oh yeah. Oh yeah, and I—I I mean, I've you never seen nips, Shakespeare like that. The labor yeah. of showing those nips, yeah, and then mm-hmm. the the innocence lost uh, well, from a bad decision said, at spring break. I mean, that's the, the summary right there. That's it. I mean, look, if there's one thing I've always said about Love's Labor's Loss is the play is confusing and doesn't make sense. So we leaned into that and said, "What if we made it worse?" And that's what we wanted to do. And mission accomplished. I mean, you Thank know. You. Mission accomplished. Oh give my the people God. what they want. You, know? you got to give the people what they want. You, you got to give the them. people what you they want. You got to give them what they give want. Them what they want. Yeah. Oh, it is 720. And you know what that means? We got to do good rock facts. It's time for good rock facts with Jeff the Angry Man Garlock. Welcome to Good Rock Facts, this is Jeff the Angry Man Garlock. You know, today, on this day in 1990, do you know the Black Crows changed their name from The Faces? What? I had no idea they were the same band. 
I mean, I had, I truly had no idea they were the same bands. I mean, all this time I've been saying the Black Crows have just been copping their entire sound from Rod Stewart in the faces, and they were actually Rod Stewart in the faces. You telling me that that wasn't Rod Stewart you in the faces? Me. You telling me? Oh, is this a you telling me oh, segment no, no, in the middle of good rock fact? Rock we can't, we can't do, do that. Do it. That's but too what much. I can tell you in a good rock fact, another good uh-huh. rock fact for you. Do you know that the members of Jethro Tull have never been on a train? Shut up. That's why they thought that there was breath that came out of a locomotive. They don't know what is going on. They do not understand. Uh, they know planes. They know automobiles. They do not know trains. They don't know trains. So when they watched that movie, they were like, well, we know two of these. Uh, but two don't eight, understand the one in the middle. Two out of three ain't bad, I two, suppose. Uh, uh, and one and more got, good rock fact, because oh, we got to give you just one more good rock fact. Tomorrow will be the 20th anniversary of that time Johnny Depp met the devil at the crossroads, and he challenged him to a slide guitar duel, and we all know how that worked out. We do. We do. Depp won. Devil Zero, Zero. greatest slide guitar ever, (laughs) and nothing else is ever going to be attached to Johnny Depp. Shelly, have you ever thought about having Johnny Depp on stage just doing oh. some gu- some slide guitar? Now we like got an idea. While you're doing, I love. I know you love Oasis. I know you think they're number one, but could number two be the Hollywood Vampires featuring Alice Cooper and Johnny Depp? You know, and I thought Joe about. Perry. I, I didn't think about it until he got canceled, and then I said, "This is not right. We need to let him not be canceled." And that's when we decided that's that we best. needed to bring that's because Val Verde is exactly where he should be. Yes. we want to give him another chance. You know, yes. people. That's on our town chances. sign now. It got yeah. chiseled in. Valverde, we just yeah. want to give you another chance. We just Parentheses, another chance. if you've been canceled. If you've been canceled, we want to give you another chance. That's Valverde's motto, yes. Everyone comes here. We, you know, Kevin Spacey's going to be doing... What play is Spacey doing? I just saw Richard it the II? The... He's doing Richard he's II. Richard II. And then oh he's also God. doing The Glass Menagerie. He's playing every part. Please. He's playing the little girl. He's oh. playing the gentleman suitor. He's playing oh. the mother. All the little and, glass oh, animals. And he looks the, at the, the camera the entire animals. time, and you're like, Kevin, it ain't a camera. It's and the he audience. does the yeah. southern accent, where he's not from the south. Mm-mm. Bet it's y'all wondered be why I was a little crystal there, elephant here. There seems yeah. to be quite the glass menagerie. Yeah. Rooney Mara, uh, could you come here, please, to my where menagerie? Is Rooney Mara? Why isn't Rooney Mara coming on stage for the glass menagerie? Wait a second, menagerie? is it Kate Mara or Rooney Mara? I can't remember. I can't which keep Mara's my morals straight. Dead on. Dead, Dead on, on space. Hey, it'll be good. High it'll five be good for the high high five. Five. You guys nailed it. And yes. we're finally, thankfully, back in a time where we're safe to do Kevin Spacey impersonations because he's right here in Valverde. <laughs> and as long as it's from it House of Cards, we're all good to go. Living yes. it up. It, it, well, it, Shelly, you're going to be at Palisades Park at 8 a.m. Everyone can go out and see King Lair there. And then, of course, you're doing the nighttime uh, uh, bro- uh, broadcast. It's like it's like it, broadcast is gonna be happening here at the Rock and Roll RV. With uh, hey, could you come? Could you bring the players over here and just do one out in front of the RV or in the RV? You know, we could do it right outside of the RV. Absolutely, we could bring all the players. Uh, I mean, look, I want to, and I just want to emphasize enough: these are not the sports kind. Uh, these players are. Oh no, 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 we know that. We know that. Yeah, no, it's not yes, the sports and, kind. If you were bringing the sports kind outside of my RV, I would start getting on another Jeff the Angry Man Garlock oh, rant. God. But you know what? Pull back <laughs> on the rant. That's just a Jeff the Angry Man Garlock happy thought because I am psyched. You got uh, Bo Jackson out there doing Hamlet. Oh, no, no, no. Bo Jackson could not do Hamlet. Bo Jackson While can play curling, a lot of sports. And you're like, Bo, you can't do it all. Uh, you can't yeah, do Bo, every sport, Bo. Bo don't know curling. He's like, check <laughs> this out. 
Yeah, you don't know Bo. I know Bo can't deliver an emotionally cathartic monologue. <laughs> That's what I know Bo can't do. I wore uh, that so shirt as a kid. I had a Bo Jackson mm-hmm. shirt for every day, and there would be baseball, football, and then there was the one that said, he can't do theater. If it wasn't mm-hmm. your Land of Boz, Brian Bosworth shirt, it was definitely that. You also know there's absolutely no way Bo could do it because Shakespeare famously said slings and arrows, not bows and arrows. Ah, so at the end of the day, this is where you know. There you go. There you go. It couldn't be any clearer. Shelly Grip from Merely Players, Not the Sports Kind. Thank you so much for hanging out with us. Oh, God, we got so much coming up on the show with Jason and Friends in the Morning. Skeet Ulrich coming in the 8 o'clock hour. Ah, he built a car. He wants to show it off. He He does not look roadworthy, but we'll be talking about it coming up next on 108.9. The Hog. Welcome to the interview. This is the interview portion of 108.9 The Hog. Sounds good. Sounds good. I'm Jason Gore. I'm Jeff Garlock. Drew Johnston. Uh, Drew Johnston. Hi, I'm Drew Johnston. Yeah, Drew. Drewby, newbie. What Thank you so much. Up? Thank you so much. This is the second theater-related character we've had because John Flynn had a theater group. Great. And, and I just love the idea that there are all these theater groups just doing the weirdest plays. Yeah. And weirdest, like, just the weirdest theater in Valverde. Also, I love the fact now that if you've been canceled, Valverde's for you. So, Roman Polanski, come, come on, on out, baby. Come on out to uh, Valverde. You know there's one town that just needs it. Uh, yeah, no, I I was in uh, uh, I was in a production of Merry Wives of Windsor when I was 21 years old. It was a Shakespeare in the Park. It was a musical that we oh, would wow. tour around the parks of Seattle doing oh, Merry Wives of Windsor. I, I love, love that. that so much. I, love I was that in a so version much. of Macbeth where it was in post-apocalyptic America, Mad Look Max style, with a guy who said he said in his claim to fame, he goes, I was actually in the original version of the state. And oh. at the time, I really lost him. And in retrospect, I was like, oh, he was in like Harry Yak or whatever, like one of the side groups that became the state. I read the oh, oral yeah. history. Come on. <laughs> I was in a German club presentation of Sleeping Beauty. Oh, how old? All in German. <laughs> Interesting. And every member of the high school that were for, they, they were forced to see it at a high school assembly fucking hated it. Understandable. <laughs> oh my god, I, I I could just feel their disdain from the stage while I'm like, du hast, and, du hast uh, nicht. <laughs> it was all fuck. It was all set to Rammstein. Perfect. And Drew, thank you so much for joining us here on 108.9 The Hawk. One question that we ask all of our guests when they come on is, what is your relation to classic rock? But one thing I want to add to that, because I know you're from Seattle. Were you there? Were you growing up through the big Seattle boom? And what was well, that I mean, like? I was there. I, I So I'm from Seattle. I mean, but like. When like Soundgarden and Pearl Jam and Nirvana were happening, I was too young to you know too young like to what know. was going okay. on. Like I, I mean, I have like uh, you know like friends, stepdads, and stuff being like, "Oh yeah, I went to go see Nirvana. Like they opened for REM and stuff like that." Like yeah. so I remember like that, but I was too young for that time period. The thing that I do remember about it was there was a, and I've talked about this a lot on different very the, the throughout the years of the podcast that I've been on, I talk about this TV show too much. Oh, but there's please. a TV show that was a local TV show in Seattle called Almost Live. Yes, where um yeah, me and where, Nate Smith uh, went like, long talking about it for a while. But go on, <laughs> it 
it's I mean, look, it it raised me. Like it was like it uh-huh. was like the show that I loved. It pushed SNL back by half an hour. It was at eleven thirty on Saturdays. But they had a sketch called The Lame List or What's Week This Week. And it was just a bunch of grunge rockers from the Seattle zone and they would just say very like corporate sounding things and then have all these grunge rockers scream lame. And it was like <laughs> members of Soundgarden were what? in it. Like I I've remember never as even a kid heard of this. It Joel just, McHale, at one point it cuts Bill Nye. They go like, Joel McHale, Bill Nye, um, Bob Nelson, who wrote the movie Nebraska. Yeah, yep. <laughs> yep, he was on it. But like, it would just be like things like, um, it would just be things like, uh, like not getting the right size cup for your your coffee cup when you leave. And then they just go like, lame, lame, lame. Like, and I remember that as a thing. And so like, I and then there was a moment when I saw, then I think it was Soundgarden on like Saturday Night Live. And I was like, wait, that's the guy from, that's yeah. the guy from the lame list. Yeah. <laughs> like I recognized him, but I was like too young. Like I, oh my God. Because I was born in what eighty four, so like yeah. when they were coming up, I I was not I was not a six year old or a seven year old going to these like uh, underground rock bands with them. But you weren't but yeah. too young for Billy Joel and Counting Crows, because when I think no, of music, those are the two true. things I think of with. <laughs> Drewby Doobie is, well, one, I directed you on one of your mod teams, and I remember mm-hmm. we would somehow talk about you liking Counting Crows as a surprising amount. Love Counting yeah. Crows. <laughs> like, yeah. it would come up a fair amount. But you also did one of my favorite shows, truly. Oh, God, yes. Uh, from the UCB days. Sketches from an Italian restaurant? Sketches, yes. Yeah, Sketches from an Italian restaurant. I did that with uh, with Don Finelli. It was a Billy yeah. Joel sketch show. A half hour of sketches about Billy Joel. <laughs> Almost like it was a dare that you could not oh. do that. <laughs> Yeah. Yes. And it did, uh, and it I, worked annoyingly. It was brilliant. It was brilliant. When I told Don about it, I was like, "We should write this." He thought I was joking, and I was like, "No, dude, I'm being very serious. <laughs> like, yeah. we need to write this." Yeah. And I'm glad you were serious about because it, it truly was like I was like I remember being not frustrated in a truly frustrated way, but I was like, "God damn it!" Like, how did they? pull it off because it was like I was funny and actually it. worked like throughout and especially when I was like even then was like you know alienating through specificity like I felt like mm-hmm. everything I was doing was so dumbly niche and I was like nah this is good every single one's good and some of them are kind of <laughs> heartfelt here or there I was frustrated by it in in the good in the in probably the exact same way the the very good way the very inspiring way mm-hmm. where it's like you see something that is so like up your alley and you're like shit they fucking did it. They I mean, honestly, it, there, you know? there's a, probably a piece like around it that I was like, oh, I can do Rock and Roll Will Never Die, like a yeah. whole show about rock and death metal and new age, because yeah. I was like, it's not unheard of. Like, because honestly, I also was just like, whatever your take is, you know, I always kind of stand behind a lot of people who used to be like lame music. Uh, yes, <laughs> yes, yes. And it was so. just like, great. No, there's something at least that's in my wheelhouse, too beyond being hilariously funny yeah and it's online right yeah yeah that that shows online it was um it was taken down from youtube for a little bit not because of copyright of billy joel but because of copyright from led zeppelin because the 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 closing song we dance where we discover uh leds that led zeppelin exists yeah Yeah. they pulled it from youtube but it is on youtube and it is was it an immigrant song am i right on that or was it Uh, something else well, we, we, we went crazy to Stairway to Heaven, which sure. is like, you know, classic. And right, then right. we bowed to Over the Hills and Far Away. Great. That was a, a labor of love just because we were truly like, I don't know, we we just, kind of, it was a title first show where we came up with a title first. Oh, we, we also have a, a title of, like that. You're just like, fuck. Oh, that. I mean, well, I got to write it. Every, yeah. You got to yeah. write it now. The thing about that show, though, is we, we spent so long writing it. I mean, like in between our first spank and even getting a run was like seven or eight 
months. Like, because it was like we did three spanks of it. We kept tweaking it. We kept working on it. And to let the listener know real quick, a spank at UCB is like an audition to get a running show at the theater. Yes. And so so let the audience also know, oftentimes when you're trying to do your spanks, you're like, wait, that show only had to do one spank? Yes. Oh, my God. Excuse me? So frustrating. What happened here? Why am I doing a third one myself? Yeah. Yeah. And you just go kind of crazy. The good thing is, is every spank, we kind of took it as a challenge to make it better so we moved yep. a lot of stuff like the, the opening sketch of that was with us just arguing with the audience my favorite bit i've ever gotten to do arguing with the audience that billy joel is better than the beatles and like <laughs> yeah. that was originally in the middle of the show and yeah. um will hines got brought on as the second director because dan klein moved who was the first director moved to mm-hmm. la so we right. then brought on will and will like read we sat down we did a reading of the show for him and he just went the big thing I'd say you have to do is you have to move that Beatles sketch first. He's like, because that lets you in on the world. And it was like such an alarming note and a great note. Yeah. And then like... If Will Hines there, told you to move the Beatles sketch A Beatles first? note from Will Hines? What? Crazy. Former yeah, guest of the show. We love yeah, him. Yeah. <laughs> love Will. Love Will. But yeah. And, and But it's nuts. Like, I mean, I, there is still to this day... Jeff, I don't know if you even were there when... Because I think this was an Everything Rabbits sketch that I was trying to make work. Mm-hmm. But I originally wrote a sketch called Piano Man and Singing Man. Or, no, Piano <laughs> Wife. And it was because I couldn't play the piano, but I could sing. And so the entire sketch was that Catherine played the piano and I would sing. But we needed to make sure that the lyrics, under, that people in the bar understood that we were not the same person. And that it, we had, like, so it was... And it we I tried to make that work for the show and it never worked because yeah. it was just like I was just singing it the other day I was like I don't know why it stuck in my head but I was like sing us a song just specifically you while this other guy plays on the keys a pure and like, sketch I like, <laughs> <laughs> and I was like but it never worked and finally Don was like Drew we cannot do this anymore we've got to just change it and I was like <laughs> yeah. you're right fine that, yeah. it took too long for us to get there well but it is hard in those times because it's like you know there's something there and like. The yeah. description, and that's a lot of sketches, like, honestly, uh, especially if you have, like, a very kind of specific voice, honestly. Mm-hmm. But also, uh, you know, we have to say, uh, uh, Ellen needs insurance. Ellen needs insurance. Mm. Fantastic. Yeah. Uh, Thank you so much. Yeah, we just released this new film, short yeah. film, Eleni's Insurance. My wife and I wrote it. I directed it. She started it. Trying to shine a light a little bit on how hard it is as a working actor to try to like thrive in this kind of uh, in in this world right now with the uh, the state of the industry and like trying to like make sure that we have the insurance, you know, just like basic necessities to live, just like getting right. a living wage and insurance. And like we figured the best way to do that was just to crowdfund a movie that would help us and a and a number of other actors get insurance through it so like we're trying to like really show off that side of it as like a meta movie but also we wanted to make sure that the movie was good that was mm-hmm. also the other which thing which it is like it's great thank which you it, is. Uh, yeah. it hits hard yeah. it definitely like there's moments like ellen trying to get her agent to not watch the sopranos basically <laughs> mm-hmm. like that whole like <laughs> lo- of run of just like all right yes we're all waiting three months to find out on fucking a thing we're not getting or is there even an audition yeah no one's working consistently 
job, and it's terrible. It's a weird balance that we wanted to do is we wanted to touch on, like, what it's like to be a real actor, but also kind of touch on, like, how hard insurance is to navigate just in general. Because, like, you know, we, we now have a baby. We we came up with this idea because we were expecting a child, and we went to our first OBGYN appointment, and we found out the due date was May 1st, and that our insurance, we knew, was running out on March 31st. And we were Crazy. like, well, <laughs> we got to figure something out in order yeah. to do this. But also, one of my favorite scenes played by MJ Kang, who is amazing, is the Cobra spokesperson who just talks about the benefits of Cobra, which is like a thing that we've looked into. We were like, let's look into Cobra. And mm-hmm. it truly is like in just in the world. It's just like so expensive. It's, it's so awful. much more money. It's all uh, it's just like this whole system is just broken. And like mm-hmm. truly one you know, of the greatest grifts that has been pulled on America yeah. is oh God, making yeah. people believe that private insurance is something to love. Yeah. And defend. <laughs> like, yeah. And I it's like, think- a, I'm constantly like, wow, that is a David Blaine trick. Like, I yes. truly don't well, know David how David Blaine happened. started it. I know. He was like, he was in the ice for yeah. 40 hours. And he's like, what else could I do? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I have no idea. It's like, the crazy thing is like, yeah, it, it, it's a stupid trick. And, and also, though, I think... I hope things are changing because there are enough gig workers out there now who are kind mm-hmm. of like, wait, this is all. And like as these like billionaire CEOs are making everything gig workers, right. no one is getting access to healthcare anymore. And all of a sudden, there it, it does seem to be a tie that's shifting. I think mm-hmm. so on, oddly, the that. hope I have is like talking to my parents who like would yes. have been the, but I don't get to keep my doctors sort of like argument. And then it's, right. then they're slowly like, wait, all of my insurance is turning into basically like an HMO anyways, where I can't get an appointment for three months and yeah. it might not even be with my guy. I mean, I just have a pain in my thumb that I have to wait until the like end of August. And <laughs> I set, got yeah. an appointment three months ago. I couldn't even get a phone call. I think also people are slowly understanding because there was also a whole, there was an issue where like, I got a, something that wasn't covered by insurance and they were like, it was like a genetic test for, you know, when you're when you're like expecting a, a child and, and we were just like, yeah, let's just do, we'll do that just to be safe. And it cost me out of pocket because they're like, insurance doesn't cover it for the man. I'm like, that's fine. $200. It was like mm-hmm. $250 or something. I was like, okay, that's that's a lot of money, but I can pay it. And then they go, but it'll it'll cover insurance for the other side. And then we got a thing in the mail saying, we're not going to cover it because they, they're trying to charge the insurance company $16,000 for it. Oh it's my just like, God. it's just funny money that's yeah. just kind of out there. Oh yeah, it's all funny money. The insurance industry is just like, it's just lawyers seeing how much they can charge one person right. for something that shouldn't be that much money mm-hmm. and seeing how much they can get out of it. It's just like, so anyway... We hope that this comedy, which is truly a comedy, <laughs> shines some light on that and helps bring some of that down. So that's kind of where we're at. And that's online. Everybody can see it now. And mm-hmm. uh, that's fantastic. Yeah. That's really great. Uh, any other so much, pl- any other plugs that you want to do? I mean, that's a big plug. I mean, just keep keep supporting writers, keep yes. supporting actors, and keep supporting those workers on the picket lines. Yes. Um, I go out whenever I can with our with our newborn, and yep. like we we like marching in front of Disney. Uh, oh, and like whenever best. you can, like get out there to support. Like these unions are fighting for us, and they're the only reasons that a lot of working class people can actually have a living in 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 any industry. So like yeah. I'm I'm very pro union, and I just want to make sure everyone knows that like we just got to keep fighting this good fight. It sucks, yeah. but it, we got to keep fighting it. 108.9 The Hawk is very pro union. And you don't yeah. even you don't even have to be in the guild to march out there. Just having bodies on the line. Truly was the first time I energy. actually yeah. realized that, which maybe is a good yeah. thing to like get out there. I went yesterday for the first time. Uh just, and, and didn't completely realize that, oh, you just go to the non WGA 
Because I'm not in the guild. I don't. I mean, I'm not in the guild. I just sign up as three WGA every time, and then uh, hey, people, me and Jason are both in our forties and have been doing this for a long time, and we are still not in the guild guild. because it's life is tough. (sighs) Oh wow! Oh oh, wow! Am I doing Neil Young or Owen Wilson? Oh wow! Wow! (laughs) Drew, thank you so much for being on the show. We absolutely loved it. Um, We'll have to have you back on sometime soon. Definitely. And, uh, Thank you guys. See, I really see, appreciate it. It was so fun. That see what awesome. Shell, what show Shelly is doing next. <laughs> I'm sure it's a terrible production <laughs> of like Heracles. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Hey, if you want to support 108.9 The Hawk, you can go to our Patreon. It's patreon.com slash 1089 The Hawk. And you get bonus episodes. You get Hawk Rock Talk. Talk to the Hawk. There's a new Talk to the Hawk going up. Uh, Art Spart Monster Hunter is coming very soon. Still working on that. That's coming soon. I was uh, waiting to see head, if you were going to say it. Don't shake your head jeff uh some stuff has come up i've had to deal with stuff and it is going to happen though different hawk rock talks the next hawk rock talk classic albums we're doing is bad out of hell that might be out by the time this comes out you never even know but that's how you support this show like what you give on patreon supports 108.9 the hawk the show that we do every week everything else is just extra and fun but your support makes it all worth it and if you uh don't have the monetary means to support the hawk on uh, on our patreon you know subscribe share subscribe, the show like share with people you know and go give yes. them five star reviews that doesn't cost money that costs it should nothing. cost you money to give less than five star reviews in my it opinion really and yeah. if you're taking your time to write a negative review of podcasts i say it all the time reevaluate your entire life but if we, not, we should then, have a t-shirt by now that says I mean, reevaluate your entire should, life and it's directed at us sometimes yes yeah uh, it's always but yeah right give those here. five star reviews go to wherever you listen to podcasts except for stitcher because i keep getting emails you can't do about it anymore. them not existing or something i don't do know it anymore didn't know and what it was before it hardly know what it is now that yeah. it's gone <laughs> but that's the type of support you just going on and uh give us reviews and subscribing and telling your friends and uh, getting all of your friends, your like-minded friends that love dumb comedy and classic rock just bring them our way. And uh, yeah, we'll see you next time on 108.9 The Hawk. 108.9 The Hawk was created, written, and performed by Jason Gore and Jeff Garlock. For all episodes of 108.9 The Hawk, please search for 108.9 The Hawk on any podcast provider or visit 1089thehawk.com. To support the show, please visit our Patreon at patreon.com slash 1089thehawk. The world's greatest comedy podcast about classic rock radio, 108.9 The Hawk.